0: This is Manukha Talks, our new regular podcast where we take some of the
1: complex issues around motherhood and untangle them. I'm Rifki Dweck and I'm Friday Zanga. Together we set up manooka the charity for peri- and postnatal issues that affect mothers and fathers too. In today's episode we're going to be talking about self-care and the ways you can actively take steps to preserve and improve your physical, mental and emotional well-being. We've chosen this topic because... Well, it's a hot topic. What
0: exactly is self-care? Um, how does it differ from what the lovely glossy advertising shows you at the moment? And how can we tap into it? So today, we're actually welcoming Ellie Sheva Fisher, who is a community and one of our beloved monochotherapists therapists, to our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell Thank us a you. little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, so my name is Elisheva Fisher, as you've just said, um, and I have been with Menacha since the beginning. It was a passion of mine from way back. Um, I actually did my thesis on postnatal depression, um, and I just found that this is the most special time in a woman's life after a baby. Um, Postnatal or prenatal depression, anxiety, OCD, rage, whatever it is, can really take that away from you. There was a quote that I loved when I did my thesis. It said, I don't remember who was it, who it was, but it said, um, nasal depression can rob a mother of motherhood. (laughs) And it really resonated with me. And I felt like if we can help these women or all of us in this time, then that's something that I really wanted to do. So when Menucha started, I was really excited and I was so excited to join. And we're really, really
0: privileged to have you on our team, honestly.
2: So, Sheva, what does self-care mean and what does it look like? So, it's a really good question because self-care is kind of bandied around. Like, you know, it's the in-word nowadays, self-care. But what does it actually mean? so, I guess how I look at it is that we are giving all the time as mothers, as wives, as daughters, as sisters, um, as aunts or whatever role you're in, in the community, your job, we're always giving. And, you know, I think as women, that's our main, that's our main role is giving, right? We always kind of look to the other. What can we give? What can we add to the situation? But just like a car can't go without petrol, we can't go. We can't keep on going if we're empty. We can't keep on going if there's nothing filling us up, Um And therefore self-care means doing whatever you need to do, whatever talks to you, to fill yourself up so that you can give to other people. So we're not talking about kind of lazing around all day in the spa and then going home and, you know, having supper at the restaurant and then coming home to, you know, your cleaners just clean the whole house. And then you wake up the next morning and you go to the spa again. Um, we're not talking about that although it doesn't sound too bad does it, yeah, <laughs> you know, if, 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 it if it was offered I'm, I'm accepting 100%. No, no no I'm there as well right but we're not talking about you know just living a life of luxury and kind of giving up all responsibilities saying you know nanny you look after my kids um, I'm just gonna enjoy myself and relax we're talking about filling ourselves up and it could be going to a spa all day, and then going to a restaurant, and then coming home to a beautifully spotless house. That could be what you need to do for your self care. But it's about giving yourself what you need so that you can continue giving, right? So that you can continue being the person you want to be. And I think we all aspire to be. The best mothers we can be, to be the best spouses we can be, to be the best in whatever role we need to be. And obviously best is also subjective because best for what you can do, not best in the objective term. So self-care is giving yourself what you need in order to continue doing what you want to be doing and to continue being who you want to be.
1: Does that make sense? I think That's an excellent
2: yeah. um, explanation of self-care. I yeah. think
1: that that is self-care.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good explanation of what it is, like putting the petrol in the car, mm. or it's like um, putting the mask on yourself before yep. you put it on your kids, like if, when there's a danger on an aeroplane. Yeah. But is this like a, a new idea? I mean, I know now in commercials and things like that, we see a lot of pushing for self-care. Mm. Treat yourself and you deserve this. And I'm not, I'm not refuting the past, but I do actually remember once when, um, when, I, when I was going through... Obviously, what I went through when we started Menucha, and um, and I put on a group of other mothers, like, can you give me some ideas for self-care? And every single one of the ideas that mm. came out cost a lot of yeah. money. Um, and I don't remember people, I you know, mothers in my, mm. ju- you know, when I was growing up doing all of this. Mm. Is it a new idea, mm. um, first of all, and are there ways to tap into it? that do not have to be necessarily expensive for, for 100%, growing families.
2: hundred percent. So you brought up two topics. One is, is self-care new, mm-hmm. right? Did they do this in the previous generations or is this kind of an idea that's in the outside world and kind of come in? And is this a, an idea that we um, uphold to and we, we, we believe in? And then the second thing is, how do I do self-care without kind of breaking my bank? So on the first point, um, I've given a lot of thought about this. And I really do believe that, yes, they did do self-care. It just looked different. <laughs> they were a different generation. They needed different things. Therefore, their self-care was different. You know, you hear about mothers sitting, you know, in the corner and saying, Tell him, or, him no. you know, in the olden days, maybe that was their self-care. Maybe that was what they needed in order to kind of take a breath, give themselves what they need and continue on. Um, you know, they... I think as human beings, this is a need that we all have, just like we need to eat, we need to sleep, we need to drink. Although I do sometimes wish I didn't need to sleep. Like, can you imagine just like being able to go? Um, But I think it's a human need that we all have right and it just looks different and expresses itself in different ways for different people and different generations so I definitely do believe yes they did do self-care it might have just looked different it might have been more within their family you know reading their kids the bedtime story could have been their self-care for all we know um there was I think there was probably also so much more they had to do like it was so much longer process you know looking after the house and cleaning washing. washing you know can you imagine <laughs> yeah. i like, washing all clothes by the river like you know it was a whole day event so i think their self-care looked different um they probably also had a lot more of village self-care whereas we yes. live quite isolated we, we have friends and stuff but we live very fast-paced yes. isolated lives hundred percent yeah right if you're living with your mother and your grandmother mm. and your aunts okay that sounds very intense but at the same time you know you could maybe go take a nap and the mm. kids would be looked after mm. or you would rotate supper and mm. you know you'd each get a chance to kind of just sit and not serve and not cook so I think you're right Rifki that there was also a different way of living um but I I, I really do believe that a self-care is a human need and again it looks different it expresses itself in different ways yeah but I, I do believe that they had it back yeah. then I think the idea of mikvah was supposed to be part of that as well. Was also
0: supposed mm. to be about self care, mm. taking that time for yourself mm. away from responsibilities that you would have otherwise. Mm. Um, Hundred percent. That was something that we discussed in one of our previous um, previous podcasts. Mm. Um, so yes, I guess they did tap into self care mm. in a different way to to what we do now.
2: Right. I mean, after a baby, they would stay in the house, yes. right, for however yes. many yeah. you know weeks. Yeah. Um, do you know
0: what I? something that i love doing is going to jewish museums it's just a random thing I like, it's not random i love history so mm. and something that always stands out to me is that there is always a part of the jewish museum dedicated to can put her in care mm. even the cup that they used to feed the mother mm. after she had the baby or the broth that they used to mm. make um I've found it in quite a few different ones so and that is so interesting. Mm. They were really looked after. We're sort of sent home and... Totally.
2: I mean, even in Israel, you know, you're in the hospital for three, four days, right? Okay, some people like that and some people don't. But, you know, there's, there is a thing of, you know, really looking after the woman after birth. Um, and in the olden days, that was massive. Mm. You know, the woman didn't leave the house and she was kind of fed and, you know, looked after. So, so yes, yeah, self-care is definitely, in my opinion um a a human need that we all need and again it just looks different for different people and different generations um so maybe the the
0: examples of what someone can tap into when there are let's say limited funds is we can do next but one of the questions or one of the things that we see in the therapy rooms is women a real feel of being selfish by taking Mm. time for themselves Mm. where where does that come from and
2: how can we counteract it so (laughs) i think all of us women will definitely agree on this. Um, mommy guilt, mm. women guilt. Um, we are very good, myself included, in bashing ourselves all the time and feeling guilty for things all the time. We didn't do this good enough. We didn't do that good enough. I shouted at this one. I didn't do this good, you know. it's The list just goes on and on and on and on. So I totally hear that when, you know, you say to a woman, you know, go go do something for yourself, right? The first reaction is like, how like I'm allowed to like isn't that selfish? shouldn't I be you know doing everything for everyone all the time? And when women say that to me when when I talk about self care, I say, you know you can't run on empty and i I think there's two ideas here. one idea is that we are worthy to have self care, right? We are inherently worthy we are people, right? we're not just our roles we we are uniquely. Um, we are inherently worthy, right? Which means that just like you would treat your child or you would treat someone else, you need to treat yourself, Mm. right? We're not just kind of um, to be used, Mm. right? We have an ashamur as well. And I think when we allow ourselves self-care, that self-worth also comes in, Mm. right? I feel like self-care is very much hinged on self-worth. I agree. Um, And I think, you know, this is this is so important to ourselves when we give to ourselves the message we're giving to ourselves is i'm worthy i'm worthy of being given to and it's interesting i was in a a session with someone and you know the the therapy that i do is you know talking to different parts of yourself and she said to me oh so i should talk to it like i would talk to my kid with compassion with understanding with kindness i said exactly exactly I don't think as mothers we do that. We don't. We no. don't give ourselves
1: that the love that you no. give your child. You don't give it to yourself. Hundred That itself is self care. Yeah. When you 100%. forgive yourself, you know. Okay,
0: I left that dish in the sink, but you know what? I was
1: really tired.
0: It's I wish okay. that was my example. <laughs> <laughs> or you forgot there was um, a wash in the washing machine, oh, and
1: then when you went oh. to put the next load in, you found the wash there. I think. Oh, uh, oh how many of us have washed clothes like four times yeah, in a row? Okay, Hundred percent. Th- <laughs> um,
2: yeah. So that inherently is is self-care, that permission to be kind to yourself. 100%. And and the way we talk to ourselves, our internal dialogue, Mm. right? Is it with criticism and with self-hatred and with blame and with guilt? Or is it with compassion and Mm. love and kindness? And what I see through my therapy work and just really just general human interaction is that when we're kinder to ourselves and we give ourselves compassion, that's at the time that we heal and we grow. We don't grow, admit self-criticism, right? The self-critical part says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really hard on you so that you grow. I'm going to be really hard on you so that you never do that again. We know as parents that when you criticize your child for something, that's not teaching them to grow, mm-hmm. right? You're just ruining the relationship, right, and ruining their self-worth. Again, mommy guilt. Not that we don't always do that, <laughs> but you know, we try our best, yeah. right, to, um, to when they do something wrong, to, to lift them up, right? Instead of kind of blaming. When we can do that for ourselves, as you said, Rifki, that is self-care and that teaches us self-worth, mm-hmm. right? We are worthy. And truth is, even that is giving to our children because if our children see that we are kinder to ourselves, right? And you can speak out, you know, oh, mommy made a mistake, it's okay, Right? Or, oh, you know, mommy, uh, I didn't like that about, you know, what I did. But it's okay. I can make a mistake and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And if your children can hear that, that modeling Mm -hmm. of self-love, self-compassion, kindness, forgiveness, that's major. Mm. So I think that's the first thing of self-care about the self-worth. And then the second thing of why it's not selfish. And I'm going to go back to the car and I know it's a really simplified um, analogy, but it just works, is that if we don't give ourselves, we cannot give. Like I know for myself, if I am running on empty, there is no way I can speak nicely to my kid. There's no way I can greet my husband nicely when he walks through the door. There's no way that I cannot shout when the kids do, I don't know, throw pasta all over the ceiling, right? There's just no way, right? I know that if I've given to myself, if I've sat down and had a coffee, Right? But not just like, you know, a hurried coffee. I really sat down and I've drunk the coffee and I've smelt it and I've held it. And it feels good running down my throat. Relish, Thank you. It's a perfect (laughs) word. I relished my coffee. With some chocolate. With some chocolate. So I know that if I haven't given to myself or like my kids know, me and baths. Like if I haven't had my bath and I want my bath. Then it's a big disaster. Like just after I had my first. Um, it was a few days after I got back from hospital and it was winter and it wasn't Israel. And I said to my husband, can you run my bath? And he said, Yeah, and he ran it, and I went and it was cold. no no, no, you've no idea the (laughs) meltdown that I had. I ran to my room. I burst into tears. I was like, My bath is cold. And he looks at me and he's like, Elishafa, are you okay? (laughs) It's it's a bath. And I'm like, you don't understand yeah. what this means. Yeah. But for me, baths are my self-care. Um, so I know that if I haven't given to myself, there is no way I can give to anyone else. And I don't think I'm alone in this. I don't think I'm a unique individual mm-hmm. in this way. I really, really believe that if we don't give to ourselves, there is no way we can be the people we want to be. And I say to mothers, you know, before your kids come home, find something tiny right? And I guess this goes now to that. Mm. How can we do self-care without breaking the bank? Find something tiny that will feel good. And the way you can measure if it's self-care or not self-care is if it fills you up. And we all know what that feels like. Mm. When you've done something and you just feel good, you feel peaceful, you feel good, you kind of feel full, right? Mm. It's It's a satisfying feeling. You feel like you've been satisfied. You feel like you've now got the energy and the patience and the time to nurture and to give of yourself, Right. And we all know the feeling of what it feels like when we just have nothing left to give Mm -hmm. and we're on empty. And, you know, even if you're not going to do it for the self-worth reason and even if, you know, it's going to take you time to get there because, you know, there's been experiences in your past which has taught you that you're not self-worthy, even though everyone is self-worthy. But we've all had experiences that come that sometimes bash that even if you're not there. To do it for your kids, to do it for the people around you. And then hopefully that will get you to that self-worth, right? The more you do it, the more you realize, hang on a minute, I am worthy to get this. But it's the little things that can make that difference. Like sitting down for that coffee instead of having a coffee on the run. Or taking that piece of chocolate, right, just before the kids get home. Or looking out of the window, you know, or sitting in the sun. Whatever, everyone is so unique and different, but it can be all these little things. Having a bath. Or having a shower but instead of having a two minute in and out shower have a five minute shower so you have to write a list and i always say to women write a list write a list of what things make you feel good sitting down and having that coffee going for a walk and just being mindful going for a mindful walk looking at the stars not stars but i guess at night if it stars or the sky or the leaves or the birds or whatever it is um i say you know when women are struggling with anger Um, And the angry part's coming out and they just need that space to ground themselves and to calm down. I say just um, have a sip of water, right? But even that can be in the self-care thing Mm -hmm. of take that time out. Take that time out to give to yourself.
0: Um, So is it important that when you finish this self-care that
2: you feel... You feel kind of renewed. Yes, 100%. If you're not feeling renewed, yeah. it's not the right self care. So, someone can spend all day in a spa and then go to a restaurant for supper and not feel renewed. Mm. That's not self care for them. Mm. Self care has to mean that you feel renewed, mm. right? And again, for some people, it really could be sitting down and saying a parak of Salem. Mm-hmm. For some people, that really will work. So again, we're not saying it has to be anything got to do with the outside world. We're not saying it has to be glitzy. We're not saying it has to cost money. We're saying whatever does it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, was, um, I was doing some seed work last Friday night and I was in Mill Hill United Synagogue without my kids. And they all of a sudden got up and everything was quiet and I was like, what are they doing? And I was like, oh my gosh, they're doing mincha. And I sit there and I dove on mincha oh. for the first time. In however long right friday night mancha and it felt so good yeah and maybe at that point that was my self-care right mm. now the outside world wouldn't understand that but whatever does it for you that fills you up that you feel renewed and rejuvenated
0: what would you say to women that struggle to feel rejuvenated even after mm. finding
2: that self-care i would probably say that if they can't find anything that rejuvenates them they should potentially speak it through with someone mm. because it could be that there's a part blocking it, mm. right? Either the part says you're just not worthy and, and that's too big a part to just get through. Um, you know, it could be a part from the past that kind of says, you know, you don't deserve anything. Mm. Right? I've had that with clients. I just don't deserve it. Um, and that part's a, a mm. big part, right, from the past. Um, so I would say if women can't find anything that rejuvenates them, and, and they should try lots of different types of things, um or you know, hobbies, mm. you know, some of hobbies can lead you do to self-care. You know, I love doing paint by number, not that I do it very often, or in fact probably the last time I did it was a few years ago. But I really do enjoy that, paint by number or diamond art. Like I find that really therapeutic. Mm. Um again, I haven't done it in years. But um that I, I find really therapeutic. So, you know, you can go back to your hobbies, reading, um, exercising you know, again, doing whatever it takes. But if you really can't find anything, I, I would probably say that maybe maybe speak it through with someone. It doesn't have to be a therapist, but, you know, just speak it through with someone who, you know, is wise and has can give you guidance. And maybe you'll find that actually there is a part there that just doesn't allow that.
0: Mm. I was talking to a friend and we were talking about self-care and she says that her day is like a dominoes, like mm. a stacked dominoes. And if she takes that time for her, self then everything else falls down Mm. someone like that should probably speak it through
2: yes or uh, either she kind of realizes that actually if i take this time out everything else will be more efficient Mm. right you know instead of maybe it i don't know spending two hours doing bedtime it might take an hour and a half Mm. because you're more patient or you're more nurturing right so kind of reevaluating mm. and kind of saying maybe other things will take less time because you're going to be more efficient, mm. right? You're going to be able to be more present. Um, you know, I've read so many times, you know, these really busy people. But when they, and they, they're not present with their kids for very long, but when they're present with their kids, they're present, right? So it's quality versus mm. quantity. So it's the same thing with self-care, mm. right? If you give the quality, right? Because you're in that better space, it might not take as long. If she really feels like my day is just too full, I can't, I would suggest maybe she just speak it through with someone. Maybe there's a part that is packing her day mm. so much that is not allowing her to do the self-care.
1: Some of the ideas that you gave for self-care don't even take that long. You no. know, having that coffee or whatever it is, oh, sitting no. in the garden can be a five, 10 minute thing. 100%.
0: Well, I was thinking it can also be saying that you don't do like mm. perhaps you turn your phone off for three hours or 100%. you know you don't answer that phone call so it can also be things that that you that you don't do perhaps percent um, perhaps you leave that load of washing mm. in the dryer because you know that 100%. if you take it out you have to fold it 100 percent. but actually you need to go to sleep right now yeah um so totally. i'm very good at that thought yeah me too <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think actually- we all are Mm.
1: but that is self-care, That's self-care. ignoring something that might need doing because 100%. you just don't have the
2: ability to do it at that time 100 yeah. percent. i read a book a while ago about a woman who has 11 kids i don't remember what it was called an amazing book she had like 11 kids like one after the other and she said she gave herself a week holiday now what did that holiday look like with 11 kids Every morning, she used to, she's Israeli, so, you know, they're, very, they're quite hardcore. So, you know, they'd make all the beds. Okay, maybe some people do make beds and whatever. Um, but she'd make everyone's beds and she'd tidy up. For a week, she'd give herself a break where she wouldn't make the beds. And that was her holiday. Now, okay, obviously, you know, we can take whatever we can take, but that was her holiday. She wow. didn't make the beds for a week. Now, everyone survived, right? That was not neglectful. But she said, "For my self-care, for a week of the year, I'm not going to make beds."
0: But coming to that word, neglectful, I think there is a fine line as well uh, yes. between being overindulgent and being um, and being selfless. Yes. Uh, you know, taking time for yourself. And yes. I do feel, I might be wrong, that that the the explanation of what self-care is now in in media mm. is
2: overindulgent. Mm. I don't mm. know if you agree with that. There's a hundred percent a fine line. And I think the result will tell you if it's self-care or overindulgent, mm. meaning if after the self-care you are then ready to carry out your roles, right? And you're ready to be present, right? And the person you want to be, that's self-care. Mm. If after self-care you feel like, oh, I can't be bothered, you know, I'm going to continue my self-care and just, you know, leave the kids and leave my husband and, you know, just sit in my room and read a book for six hours, that's indulgent or neglectful mm. or oh, there could be something going on yeah, right that you need like, to investigate yeah, escape, right yeah And escape yeah. right so you know if it's i don't know in ifs we call it kind of self-led or parts-led right self-led is when it's coming from from you it's, it's healthy mm. right when it's self-led is when it then motivates you and allows you to do what you need to be doing mm. right when it's parts-led and overindulgent maybe avoidant right maybe you know there's whatever other things going on for you that you need to work through um when it's parts led it won't (laughs) then allow you to do what you need to do better i love that right
0: i love thinking of it like that Mm. that's very smart Mm. um some practical examples let's just let's try and wrap up with some practical Mm. examples let's say for a woman on bed rest who's pregnant
2: So again, I would say, what makes her feel good, right? She's obviously feeling, I don't know, she could be feeling lots of different emotions, worried, bored, whatever it is, right? Frustrated. What would make her feel good? And again, it's so unique. So, you know, I feel a bit silly kind of giving examples because it could be the biggest range of things, right? But let's say for her, it could be, you know, spending time, I don't know, doing a craft that she likes to do, right? Or getting involved in a chesed, organization mm. right and that she's actually feels she's doing something meaningful when she's lying in bed um or even just realizing that she is doing something meaningful when mm. lying in bed because she's looking after her baby right and kind of just getting in that mindset actually could be self-care and, and not really, feeling guilty that she's in and not bed. feeling yeah. guilty that she's in bed right so
0: you know what at the beginning of my pregnancies mm. I'm, I'm bedridden i can't mm. i can't get out and i used to feel really like Guilty, mm. and I should be doing this. I should be doing this, and mm. this time I just let that. I just let everybody yeah. do everything. My poor husband. Yeah. Like, mm. But just allowing 100%. someone to care for you 100%. is also, you know, self care, and it was it was easier 100%. because I was. But then it, that taps back into the self worth.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I just wrote an article on on this. We we made like a sitter type of thing for um until the marks. And it's interesting because Shabbos, we don't do anything, right? The whole thing, the 39 Malachas, is that we're not productive, right? Meaning we don't create mm. on Shabbos, right? Now, in the outside world, when, you don't, when you're not productive mm. and you don't create, you're worthless, right? Shabbos is the ultimate self-care. Right, exactly. Yeah. So what is it on Shabbos when we don't do, we don't create, we're not productive? We are worthy just by being. And Hashem says, that is the day that I'm the closest to you right is we are inherently worthy by not doing right the doing isn't who we are right you are someone you know um who are you and they'll say i'm a doctor i'm a lawyer i'm an accountant i'm a therapist whatever but actually it's not who we are right it's what we do but when we kind of whittle it down um to who are we as people we are worthy just by who we are and again if that means lying in bed because you're looking after your baby's health that's the biggest biggest thing you can possibly be doing at that point in time and that's another thing of self-care is being so mindful and present in the present moment i need to be doing this right now and this is what i'm doing and i'm okay with it that's I also self-care that shabbos explanation mm, that i mean that is just
0: that's beautiful that's really really yeah. beautiful wow okay um ideas for an overwhelmed mother with a baby who cries non-stop
2: i'm not joking actually people have said that when their babies scream all the time right they put earplugs in it takes off the intensity right we know that when babies cry it creates a a hormonal reaction in us right creates anxiety within us helplessness right if you're i'm not saying ignore your baby hold your baby love your baby nurture your baby color your baby but with earplugs so the intensity of the screams are not piercing you right Or, you know, get someone to look after the baby, to hold the baby, you know, for an hour or two, right? That's self-care. Do whatever you need to do to enable you to be the best mother you can be at that point in time.
0: Wow, excellent. And what about ideas for an overtired mother with a baby who just doesn't sleep?
2: Mm, We know all about those. (sighs) Oh, gosh. Sleep, nap. (laughs) But like, in, again, in all seriousness, whatever it does if you, if you need a nap, get someone to watch the baby. Um, if you need to exercise, get someone to watch the baby and exercise or exercise with the baby, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, an extra big coffee, <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever it is that's going to make you feel, I can go on, right? When we're depleted, the message we give ourselves is, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'm finished right? All those sentences, that's when we know we're depleted, Mm -hmm. right? As soon as you hear that sentence going through your head, you know, you've kind of passed that. You you need to kind of do the self-care before that. But if you haven't, when you're hearing that message, you know, okay, self-care time. What can I do? And then once you've done the self-care, hopefully what the messages will be like is it's hard, it's painful. And we're not negating the hard, the pain or whatever it is, but the messages will be, I can do this, right? It's hard, it's 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 draining it's whatever it is but i can do the next hour or i can do today or i can do this mm. um and that's when you know that self care has worked and you've got that energy to then continue
1: it's really the recharging the self care recharges you
2: in order to then move on and be a better mother or, or person exactly recharge rejuvenate renew yeah that's amazing thank you so much
0: alicia this has been very Eye opening and really well explained. I mean, I've come away with a lot. So thank you so much. And I hope our listeners do too. And I guess what we would say to people listening is if you're struggling to tap into the self-care and you feel there is a blockage or you're doing self-care and you're still Mm. feeling totally depleted yeah. then perhaps that's when you should be contacting Manocha. yeah um so if you do want to carry on the conversation or find out more about what we do and how we might be able to support you with that um you can call us on 0 300 triple two five seven six four or if you prefer you can send us a message at office at info. we listen we care we're here and let's talk